millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome again to the Explaining History podcast, and today I'm going to talk mainly about the Marshall Plan, the um, plan by uh, Secretary of State George Marshall to uh, reflate, to rebuild the European economy after the Second World War um, in the sure and certain knowledge that unless rapid action was taken, that uh, Europe would fall to some kind of extremism in a short space of time. Previously, we looked at the Truman Doctrine. Um, The Truman Doctrine was um, Harry Truman's relatively late-in-the-game pronouncement on America's Cold War intentions and America's decision to be proactive in facing down the expansion of communism um, either through um, invasion from a foreign power, as in the case of um, the Korean War, or in the case of some sort of internal subversion, uh, such as during the uh, the Greek Civil War. The uh, it was Greece um, and the threat of uh, a communist takeover there, uh, and the withdrawal of Britain. Um, who had been supporting the royalist side in the Greek Civil War since the end of the Second World War, um, that prompted Truman to act. But um, the Marshall Plan was a much more significant, in in, uh, in many ways, uh, initiative and had more far-reaching uh, consequences. Um, it was partly informed by uh, humanitarian thinking, But it was mainly um, a way of projecting America's economic power and translating that into uh, what one would call soft power now, Um, uh, presenting uh, Western Europe with um, American-led liberal democratic uh, capitalism uh, as a, a model and a framework for Societies who are emerging are either from occupation or from having been the occupying fascist power in question, in the case of Germany and Italy. 
Marshall was keen that America did not have to fight a third war in Europe, and he viewed the prospects of another conflict in Europe as extremely high if the problems of uh, Europe's economic and political stability were not solved. They had not been solved as a result of the Paris Peace Conference in 1919, and Marshall was acutely aware of this lesson. Um, so today we're looking at uh, Grand Expectations, which we've dipped into many times before, James Patterson's History of America, 1945-74. Uh, and he writes, Humanitarian concerns indeed form part of the motivation behind the Marshall Plan. The winter of 1946-47 had been the worst in memory for Western Europeans. Blizzards and cold in Great Britain, France and Germany had brought commerce and transportation virtually to a standstill creating frightening shortages of winter wheat, coal and electricity. The gears of Big Ben froze. England at one point was but a week away from running out of coal. People were cold, hungry and desperate. In May 1947, Churchill described Europe as a rubble heap, a charnel house, a breeding ground of pestilence and hate. Now, if you've um, had the chance, I've never recommended it before, to read either Keith Lowe's brilliant book, Savage Continent, or the perhaps the, the, the greatest of all um, European uh, 20th century histories, a post-war by Tony Judd. The um, first thing that, that emerges is that after 1945, Europe was not at peace. There were conflicts uh, across Europe, uh, the Balkans, Greece, uh, Poland, Italy, the Baltic states, and uh, other parts of Eastern and Central Europe were still ablaze with ethnic violence, mass expulsions of ethnic minorities and ethnic cleansing continued. Um, the remaining Jews in Europe uh, came under renewed threat in the countries where they had been, um, for better, want of a better word, liberated, uh, often from uh, local populations, which precipitated a, another mass exodus of Jews to the British Mandate of Palestine. So here we have um, an incredibly um, violent continent um, that in, in no means, um, by no means has found what one would call peace simply because of the defeat of, of Nazi Germany. Um, it was this, uh, among other factors, that uh, led Marshall to believe that something urgent must be done. Um, the Marshall Plan was about more than simply the relief of destitution. And there had already been initiatives to um, relieve the, the suffering of post-war Europe. Um, the uh, World Bank established through the Bretton Woods Conference of 1944, and the UNRWA, the United Nations Relief and Rehabilitation Administration, um, had seen American money channelled into Europe in order to uh, deal with humanitarian crises. Um, Marshall um, was thinking that something bigger than simply a relief operation was necessary. The um, rebirth, really, of European economies and European civil society was necessary, and there was a short lifespan on this before um, extremist views, either of fascistic or communist um, views, um, came to the fore. Indeed, there were large communist parties in France, in Italy and other 
European countries are marshaled nervously to these um, organisations, assuming that Stalin might not even need to march into the West. He might have uh, governments that emerged there sympathetic to him, quite uh, quite without his direct influence. Um, he's, Marshall basically believed that it was necessary to rebuild the economies of Europe. Um, and in the long run, this would prom also promote the economic integration of Western Europe and the political integration of Western Europe. The EU, as we understand it, one of its founding fathers is George Marshall. And this is perhaps not what Marshall fully intended, but um, certainly Marshall Aid was one of the, the kind of the the moments that saw this uh, transition towards a more integrated Europe. So where there were supporters of the plan at the time uh, who were very frank um, that the, uh, the money that was proposed, the vassums that were proposed, would not simply vanish or go down a, a rabbit hole. Instead, the, the investment in Europe, the rebuilding of Europe, would create markets for American businesses for decades to come. The Marshall Plan, in a way, was a great process of dollar recycling. When you have a country that has an economic surplus, the, uh, it, has, um, it is a creditor nation, uh, so it has um, flows of money to it from the rest of the world because it's owed debts. Those dollars can't simply sit in a bank and do nothing. They need to keep moving. And the easiest way to do this is to lend them out again or to uh, give grants in a way um, in order for people with dollars to buy American goods and services. So in doing so, uh, American economic um, development would be served also by the Marshall Plan. Truman was thinking more in strategic terms. Truman worried that Europeans might turn towards communism. Not only had um, Stalin managed to establish uh, his uh, regime, uh, puppet regimes across Eastern Europe, it would be in 1948 that the final communist government would establish itself in Czechoslovakia. But there were also, as I mentioned before, significant communist parties in France and Italy and several other Western European countries. The, some members of Congress looked um, with uh, no small amount of suspicion at the British Labour Party and its plans for uh, nationalisation and the development of a welfare state. And it would be Britain, in fact, that would be the largest recipient of martial aid. And martial aid, at least in Great Britain, seemed to have had the desired political effect. This is uh, an extract from Austerity Britain by David Kynaston. He writes... There was much on, on the Labour Party's mind by 1947-48, to 48, as, following the great burst of legislation since 1945, it sought to orientate itself for the 1950s. Would it, for instance, tamely line up behind Ernest Bevin's strong pro-American anti-communist line? If you're interested in listening to a podcast on Ernest Bevin, I did one uh, last week, I think, so yes, check that out. Over Easter 1947, shortly after President Harry Truman had proclaimed his fiercely anti-Soviet doctrine, denouncing communism for its inherent expansionism and promising uh, on the part of the free world an enduring struggle against it, 
Three young Labour MPs, Richard Crossman, Michael Foote and Ian Mercado, wrote an almost instantly published pamphlet, Keep Left. Critical of Bevin's dangerous dependence on the US, it demanded that British and French socialists form an alliance sufficiently strong to hold the balance of world power, to hold the division into a Western and Eastern bloc, and so to make the United Nations a reality. Within weeks there appeared to be a counter-pamphlet, Cards on the Table, written by Dennis Healy, on Bevin's behalf, and poured the coldest of cold water on the notion that Britain had anywhere else but the US to turn if it was serious about wanting to moderate Russia's aggressive anti-British policy. Over the following nine months, two crucial developments persuaded Crossman, Foote and Mikado to turn right. The first was the American initiative, it first flagged in June 1947, that in due course became martial aid large-scale economic assistance to enable Europe's, including Britain's, post-war reconstruction, welcomed almost as much uh, on the Labour left as on its right. The other, in February 1948, was the communist coup in Czechoslovakia, which was the extraordinarily hard, which was extraordinarily hard to reconcile, reconcile, a big pun, with a benign reading of Soviet foreign policy. So in this context, what David Kynaston is showing us is that martial aid actually um, was offered to Europe at just the right time. Um, as there were um, members of socialist parties, democratic socialist parties across Europe, who were in no way communist or likely to initiate communist policies, who were still thinking that it would be possible to navigate a middle course in world affairs and in European affairs. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Neither Soviet nor American. This is precisely the kind of naive thinking that Stalin was hoping for. Um, it was precisely that sort of uh, misunderstanding about the emerging Cold War and misunderstanding about Britain or France or West Germany's uh, world role and position that encouraged um, centre-left figures such as Crossman, Foote and Mercado to consider the possibility that they could uh, chart a, a, th a third way in Europe and independent, uh, independent of, of either Cold War actors. In this case, um, it was impossible, 
and also the use of um, soft power, the use of financial uh, assistance and support to revitalize economies and to lead by example meant that um, there was a compelling reason to fall within the American sphere of influence. Britain was obviously less of a concern to the Americans than France. France already had uh, Communist Party members in the cabinet, particularly in the Ministry of Defence. The Communist Party had played quite a significant role in the liberation of France, and so it had a there was a long legacy there of uh, Communist involvement. Um, in Italy seemed to be even more likely to fall to communism. And in this light, martial aid and the Truman Doctrine worked together, kind of two complementary policies. Um, the aid was um, given directly from America. It didn't come through any international agency. And so its political intent was abundantly clear. Um, and that meant that it could be directed in ways which were complementary to American political interests, um, and it would mean that, hopefully, the uh, threat of um, communism would be held off in Western Europe. Communism tended to emerge in tandem with hunger. And food, indeed, in uh, every communist regime established since 1917, had been a key weapon, a key tool of controlling populations uh, and uh, allowing them uh, or encouraging them to uh, accept um, the uh, the party as was as was imposed upon them. And it would hopefully, in the uh, future, Marshall hoped, create a integrated trading block in Europe. Um, see, uh, which would be. Uh, Marshall predicted, uh, which would have uh, a resurgent Germany at its head. Aid did not come without conditions. Marshall um, made it clear, writes um, James Patterson, that the United States required joint proposals of needs from the Euro from European countries as part of the European Recovery Plan, as it was called. At first, the Soviets seemed ready to take part, and Foreign Minister Molotov and aides appeared at a conference in Paris to make known their desires. At the last moment, however, Molotov received a telegram from home and marched his delegation out. Although it is not wholly clear why Stalin refused to take part, two concerns may have moved him. Firstly, he knew that the Soviet Union would not get very much in the way um, of needed short-term credits through the ERP. Second, the Soviets would have been required to share information about their resources and to relinquish some of their control over economic management. Skeptics who doubt the humanitarian rationale behind the Marshall Plan think that the American planners deliberately include these requirements with the expectation that the troublesome East Bloc would stay out of the planning. Perhaps, perhaps not. It's, it's still hard to say. But the offer had been made and could hardly have been withdrawn if the Soviets had accepted it. Their refusal made the ERP a much more attractive proposition to the American people and Congress. In this sense, Stalin was short-sighted to reject it. Short-sighted in some ways, but if you look at things from a Stalinist perspective, what Stalin um, perhaps was aware of was that the um, European Recovery Programme, Marshall Aid, and the preconditions 
upon it would see the Soviet economy and the world economy, or integrated into the world economy. The Soviet Union would become um, part of the process of post-war globalization. Had this happened, then the ability of the Soviet Union to manage its own uh, economy, um, to um, adjust its own economy in the interests of uh, so Soviet social and economic priorities uh, would have been um, diminished, uh, perhaps even com completely lost. One only needs to look at what happened to the uh, countries of Eastern Europe during the 1970s as they took on Western debt uh, and the quick crumbling of their economies in the 1980s as a result. Countries that take on foreign loans or foreign grants of aid become opened up to um, the creditor nation uh, and to um, the world economy in general. The money on offer in August 1947 was uh, $29 billion, and this would be spread over four years. Western European countries uh, eagerly accepted it, um, it was an enormous sum that was eventually uh, reduced because, through Congress, uh, congressional objections, down to £17.8 Even this was uh, an enormous sum of money, and the uh, Republicans who were um, budget conscious, and many of the Democrats who were looking to cut federal spending and taxes, uh, swooned at the overall cost. Um, the economic rationale many perhaps didn't quite appreciate, nor the kind of geopolitical and strategic rationale. Um, and their simple view, and that of the electors, is why must we now fund Europeans after having saved them? Um, Henry Wallace um, was uh, largely ambivalent, not one of the, the critics. Um, he had previously uh, thought that military aid in the guise of the Truman Doctrine was a terrible thing. But here he was far more likely uh, as the, the kind of the, the, the chief equivocating liberal of the day. He was far more likely to look upon this as relatively uh, benign. There were uh, conservative members of the Republican Party who saw the Marshall Plan as simply an extension of Roosevelt's New Deal, which they passionately hated, uh, a New Deal for Europe. Wallace became less enthusiastic about the plan when he began to see it as an extension of um, Cold War uh, politics, seeing as it uh, as a way of marginalising Russia, perhaps not realising that Russia in this case had chosen to marginalise itself. Critics of the plan um, went, um, debated it in Congress throughout the winter of 1947-48, and there were those who doubted that um, aid was necessary or that aid could actually make the kind of differences that um, Marshall claimed it would do. However, when their delegations of congressmen visited Europe um, and returned with uh, fairly grim stories of widespread suffering and in certain parts of Europe, Europe starvation, they, um, there was a, a consensus began to emerge within Congress that what was being proposed was indeed necessary. Those that had been to Europe looked nervously eastwards such as the uh, Republican congressman from Illinois, Everett Dirksen, who said um, that the, a red tide 
to be uh, was prevalent in Europe, and that it was like some vile creeping thing which is uh, spreading its west its web westwards. Stalin, who um, believed that this was a, another uh, moment in the encirclement of the Soviet Union, um, was quick to um, speed up the timetable for a coup in Czechoslovakia, wanting to make sure that this key strategic Central European country could not participate in the developing of a new Western economic bloc. Now, it's certainly true that American export industries did very well out of the Marshall Plan. Um, The Marshall Plan being in dollars made sure that European countries um, were largely obliged to buy uh, American goods um, for their uh, the reconstruction of, of their economies. But it's also possible to overlook the fact that Europeans um, did, very, did much to uh, improve their own circumstances. It wasn't simply uh, American largesse. Um, the plan gave them uh, a great deal of autonomy and initiative in order to work out how the money was spent and in what ways. Um, and the rapid uh, re- rebirth of Europe by the mid-1950s is due in part to martial aid and due in part to this uh, industrious and um, dedicated uh, generation of uh, British, French, uh, Italian, German, uh, Dutch and other uh, European figures who uh, saw this um, golden age uh, of um, prosperity and uh, general social harmony emerge in the 50s and 60s. In total, Europe received $13.34 billion dollars between 1948 and 1952. Um, it was eagerly received and it, uh, as mentioned, um, re- facilitated recovery. Um, it promoted uh, a, a generation of uh, political stability in Europe and it demonstrated um, that America had serious and long-term commitments to European stability and it probably did more for America's uh, reputation in Western Europe than um, perhaps even America's military contribution during the war. So there we must leave it for today. Um, Next time we'll be looking at the last thing there is to say about Truman's foreign policy, and that is the creation of the National Security Act 1947, which saw the creation of the CIA as a result. Anyway, I hope you find this interesting, and I'll speak to you on the next Explaining History podcast. Thank you. All the best. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.